Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. That's not just the coolest. Go suck your own dick or something. That's not just the best. Don't fucking question me. Front Face Lock Podcast. First of all, shut the fuck up. Now that, my friend, is just incredible. What is up? Hello, Penny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Front Face Lock Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is the man, the myth, and the legend, Muff Daddy, Vinny. What's going on, guys? What's up, Brian? We are... What's up, Muff Daddy? How you doing? You feeling off the chain today or what? Feeling off the chain and we are awaiting the arrival of one only Buff Bagwell. That's right. That's right. What do you think about that? I spoke to his agent just about two minutes ago. Who is also named Vinny. Buff is just also named Vinny. Buff is just getting himself ready and he said... So until then, how are you doing, Vinny? I'm having a good day today, except, uh, no, we'll talk about it later on the show. We had some uh, engagements on Twitter, which were not safe for work and not so friendly, but that's okay. That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. We're used to it. I noticed you're wearing the uh, NWO Wolfpack shirt. Get my buff daddy dance ready. Here. Mr. Is Buff Bagwell has arrived. Let's welcome. Yes, let's welcome him. You ready? What's hey. up? Buff? There he is. What's up? Yeah, can we get it? Come on. Can we get a, a swim move? <laughs> What's up, you bunch of motherfuckers? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> oh, hey, man. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing well. Good. How are you doing, Buff? What are you, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Pass that along. <laughs> what did you just do? Oh, my God. What I would do, you just don't even know. But how are you guys doing, man? I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm sorry Thank we couldn't do it. Sorry we couldn't do it last week. On. I'm sorry, buddy. Go ahead. What now? I was just going to say, sorry we couldn't do it last week. Some shit just happened, but I'm glad to have you now. No, man. Don't worry about that shit. I'm just glad we got me here now, and we're going we're gonna to make it. We're going to knock it out of the park, bro. Hell yeah. And we're going to start with one of these right here. We got a little buff wise. Uh, cheers. You, you, you got to cheers us, man. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Next week, we do this shit sober. Throat. <laughs> that really, that really didn't go down my. That really didn't go down my throat. <laughs> Cheers, guys! I love it. Oh, I love it. Hey, Vin. All right, we're good. Which Vin? Hey, you guys, so Your what's Vin up, or uh, I got, I got a Vinny. I got a Vinny. That's my, my boy, man. He's got a Vinny. That's his boy. It's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So what's up, man? Tell me what's fucking new. Come on, lay it on me. Nope. Fucking lay it on me. What's up? We got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot of questions. Some questions you may have been asked a million times. Some questions you may not have been asked before. My first question for you is: You played baseball. You were a therapist. You were a boxer. You ran your parents' lumber yard. Why the fuck did you become a wrestler? How did that happen? Great, great question. 
Um, every one of those are true, by the way, on what you just said. Um, every one of them are the truth. And um, the reason the um, the wrestler thing happened and not the lumberyard was my senior year. Will you see if I got a, a, a beer in the fridge or not? Maybe I may be out. Um, I need one. I need somebody like your Vinny, so get me beer when I need one. <laughs> right? It's, it's, like, it's like the, the, the Vin dog. Um, I actually... Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I have one. Did he come by and bring more? Uh, no, not yet. Oh. Um, the thing was, he... My, the, the company, the lumberyard company, went broke my senior year. Now, here's, keep in mind, I've got a 1.8 grade point average and didn't care because I had enough to play ball. I went to school to play ball. I wouldn't have gone. I would have just quit high school and went to work with my parents. My parents are making a million dollars a month net, net in the 70s and 80s. Damn. Net, brother. Wow. So my brothers obviously graduated and went to work for my mom and dad. Well, my senior year, when I'm getting ready to go to work for mom and dad, they go broke. Hmm. And I was like, well... Now what? <laughs> so it ended up me being in me being in the fucking um the complete the baby was the complete support team of the whole family. So I entered so I fucking 1099 my whole family and uh, I had them all work for me doing things. So at least keep my, I was handing them money out and losing money. Mm -hmm. So at least this way I could, I could, you know, write them off the tax deduction, you know, so it worked. So, so I, 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 I did it that way. And we went with the 1099s and, 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 um, I hired my entire I hired my entire company to work to work for the real buff inc.com and you know just 1099 them and and got what we had to get done and and it all worked out so um the baby I was the baby boy ended up supporting the whole family so that's to answer that question that's why I I went to you know I went to the um, the wrestling thing out of uh, going to the lumberyard thing. Now you you bounce around in the indies for a while. You're uh, what are you, Christian, fabulous, fame, uh, handsome stranger? But you get your chance in WCW '91. Talk to us about how that came about. How did you were the handsome young Marcus Alexander Bagwell, up and coming youngster, getting tag team? You know, you were uh, what your PWI 1991 Rookie of the Year. Yeah. How did that? I, did you get the call? I, believe, believe, it or, believe it or not, I actually um, the PWI Rookie of the Year was Eric Watts, and the WCW Rookie of the Year, which of course was much bigger and 
I mean, they can, they consider the PWIs the real rookie of the year, mm-hmm. but that real rookie of the year don't get no fucking publicity. I was WCW's rookie of the year, which gets a lot of publicity. So I can give two flying fucks about being the PWI or fucking rookie of the year. I wanted to be WCW's rookie of the year and was, and, and we, you know, had a great run with it. And right after that became Scorpio and we became tag team of the year. And it it just kind of flowed from there with six world tag team titles with five different partners. Now, now how does that come about that you hooked up with Scorpio? Was that a, organic thing between you and him working together and you guys got along with working together or was that no, you were paired up? It, and- it was actually something totally different. I had a singles match with Chris Benoit and the match was actually really, 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 really good. I mean, just I, I was doing shit that I had no idea what I was doing, but I at the same time knew you know how to do it i could pull it off without even knowing what i was doing i could just show me what we're doing and i could do it again okay you know kind of thing and uh, i think one of them was called skin the cat it's where the guy's right here you took his head down he comes up and then you grab him you guys all come up together and it, it just all these crazy different moves, but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I knew how to do it. So me and me and Benoit went out and had a fucking, you know, about a nine out of 10 match. I mean, a, a good nine. And when I got to the back, Dusty Rhodes, which he's hired me, he said, you didn't tell me you knew how to fucking wrestle. And I said, well, I just assumed you knew I was trying to be a pro wrestler. I mean, I, I didn't know, bro. And he said, oh, my God. He goes, bro, so believe it or not, Big Van Vader. And um, Scorpio lived in Boulder, Colorado at the time. And Big Van Vader said, why don't you put him and two cold together? And they put me and two cold together. And next thing you know, we were tag team of the year, world tag team champions. Nice. <clears throat> was he was was too cold as as badass as he claims in the dark side of the ring? Did he actually almost try to kill Hawk in Korea? Ah. <sighs> You know, I love Scorpio, but if he did, I didn't see it. Uh, the only viewing, the only viewing I saw of Scorpio was in a was in an Arkansas right you know house show, and I can't even tell you what building we were in. It was just a little rinky dink Arkansas house show. And him and Mark Marrow argued face to face for 10 fucking minutes to the point where I stood up and I said, y'all both look like a couple of fucking pussies. 
<laughs> I said, either fucking swing or fucking sit out. Yeah, fuck or fight. You got to be fucking kidding me. I said, swing or sit down because y'all, and these are two of my friends. They're both my friends. And I said, y'all both look fucking stupid. My mom, your mother's a cunt. My your mother's a cunt. Shove, not even a shove, shove. Just words and and like face off, face off each other. I go. Do y'all realize how fucking embarrassing this is? I said, "Fucking somebody swing." Right. I and then they never swung. They kept the eyeball looking at each other. And kept it going on, and never one punch was thrown, not one shove, absolutely nothing happened. And I thought they were the biggest pussies in the world, except <laughs> I know I know Scorpio is not a pussy. Scorpio is a badass, and Mark Marrow. Was on the Olympic fucking boxing team. He's a badass. But there's a difference in badass or knock your fucking teeth down your throat when need be. Right. And these guys, neither one, knocked nobody's teeth down nobody's throat. They didn't shove each other. They didn't even they didn't even fucking belly flop each other. I mean, it was zero contact. It was just embarrassing. It was just it was stupid and embarrassing. So I hate, I, I love them both, but that is the absolute truth. And if you ask them both, they'll both tell you the truth. If they're honest people, they'll both tell you that's exactly what happened. Did, uh, did you happen to be on that uh, collision in Korea trip or no? Um, Where you guys, WCW went to Korea for the two day event. Where it's like a two hundred thousand people, they just had the dark side of the ring about it. Where they had like there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. They're threatening wrestlers and all kinds of in North Korea. No, you, you, you said the magic words. I never went to North. Okay, I was in. I did the South Korea one, and that's the one with Sting, Luger, you know, uh, Bagwell, Steiners, Jarrett. We did a South Korea trip. Okay. We never did a North Korea one. We never right. did North Korea. Now, after Scorpio, I mean, and this is just judging from my history of watching WCW, it almost kind of seemed like you got thrown to the mid card. They didn't really know what to do with you, and you kind of bounce around, and then all of a sudden they put you – I mean, I might be missing something here and there, but, you know, you become like almost a heel cat. The whole buff character comes along – and they hear you with Scotty Riggs as the American males. How did that come? How did what was the because you were the the young, good looking Marcus Alexander Bagwell, and then all of a sudden it's like, fuck you, I'm Buff Bagwell and I'm with Scotty Riggs, and we're the American males. Like, how did that come about? Well, I was never buff with Scotty Riggs. Number one, I was not I was not yet buff bagwell ever with Scotty Riggs. I was Marcus Alexander Bagwell throughout the whole Scotty Riggs thing. But not not saying by no means, so please let me say that again. Not saying by no means, 
I came up with the NWO or anything, but I saw the time had came that it was time that having beer, a beer back when I was a baby face in my early beginnings in the early 90s, facial hair was a heel. Right. Earring was a heel. Yeah. Sunglasses was a heel. And I saw that changing. So with me and Riggs, we became the American males with fucking dangly earrings, chokers, all the shit that that NWO was going to be, but but it still was, you know, it was still fresh and new, you know, so it was like, I mean, to the point where they said no to it. And then Terry Taylor called me back and he goes, hey, how fast can you grow your goatee back? <laughs> I said, I'm gonna go tea back in two days. And he goes, grow it back. So I grew my goatee back. We went down to fucking, keep in mind, they give us two days and still, you can't fuck me up. I came up with an outfit that looked incredible on TV that was just simply his pair of jeans, my pair of jeans. I had two shirts. I had a black sleeveless shirt that was frayed and a Levi sleeveless shirt that was frayed. And we, we got to Disney Disney put American males on the back of them and put sequins down our legs, black and white. I wore white, black boots. He wore white boots. And so it was kind of a black, white thing that we did. And we had time to pull that off. And it looked like a million bucks on television. But when you see us in jeans, that, that was them giving us two days notice and me still be able to pull it off and make it cool and make it make it make sense for tv nice when uh when you're told that you're going to turn on your partner Riggs and join the nwo is was that being said to you a message sent to you like all right here's going to be my push i'm joining the biggest faction now in wcw um you know, this is my time to really make a big name for myself in the WCW. Uh, no, none of that came across that way at all. It was me in my locker room in Salisbury, Maryland. And Kevin Nash came into my locker room and he goes, hey, bro, because me and Kevin go way back. Right. He, was, he was the badass bouncer in Atlanta. And I was the badass troublemaker that would knock you out in Atlanta. <laughs> and um, he he became the the came up to me and said, "Hey, do you, do you want to be in the NWO?" And I said, "Hell yeah, man! I'd love to be." Well, I didn't know it, but they already had it set up that that night they were going to do the. You know, 
you got 30 days, you know, to join the NWO or, you know, you're, you know, if you don't join the NWO in 30 days, you know, your contract, you'll be fired and blah, blah, blah. And then me and Scotty were the very first ones to, to take, to take that on. Right. And, uh, we, we showed up and, and, uh, came out and, um, um, I got out there with all that talent and all those stars and it was just kind of, um, overwhelming kind of, you know, and I, I, uh, I was like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, you know, this, 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 this is where I need to be. I need to be, this, it's time for me to, to go to here, you know? And uh, me, me and Riggs already won the bells twice. And, and so, you know, um, it was just time to move on. So we, we were the first ones out and Bishop, as he's doing the interview goes, Hey, we got our first takers here, you know, and it's me and Riggs coming out. Riggs is trying to talk me out of joining the NWO and, and, and I'm fucking, you know, doing the, doing the deal going, no, man. And so we get in the ring and I give all the NWOs guys high five, you know, and, and, uh, and then, and then after that, I go whisper something in Scotty's ear, you know, like, you know, like, just go and leave, bro. It's time for you to go. He turns around. I hit him with the, the, the root, the root awakening. Hmm. That's really what the blockbuster was. Okay. The blockbuster came from the root awakening, but just off the rope. All right. It was like the neck breaker off the rope. And that's where that came from. And me and Scotty came up with it in a hotel room, doing it on hotel room beds. <laughs> and the first time I ever tried it in the ring, ever, ever, was that was it fucking sold out. The first time everybody saw the Caesar cut, butt baggle choker, the armband, you know, the, the the whole buff gimmick. And everybody was just like, oh my God, I didn't know he could look like this, you know? And, you know, earrings, all that. And and just, it, it, it just worked. It was just time, you know, to turn heel, you know? And uh, so I fucking went out and did it and uh, it worked. So Scotty's career didn't, didn't last much longer and I hate that for him. But um, uh, at the same time, mine, mine lifted and, you know, took me uh, m m many miles. Now, that's, you know, you get into the NWO, that's awesome. You're in one of the biggest factions, if not at the time, the biggest faction. But if you want to fast forward towards the end of WCW or the NWO run, it kind of got watered down. And, and there's, you can't deny that, you know, once you get to like, you know, it's NWO, it's NWO black and white, it, uh, a red and gold wolf pack, uh, silver and gold, 2000, whatever the hell they were doing with all the different NWO, LWO, BWO. What was o -W -N. it like being in it towards the OWN? Yeah, like you get to the end, it's kind of a watered down concept. You're still a member. You're, I think at that time you were with uh, Scott Steiner for a little while. What was it? the difference in the mindset of somebody like you who 
no disrespect, you're kind of a mid-carder in the W in the NWO. You were pushed into this huge faction. Are you still awake, Buff? What happened? You, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. No, no, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Um, you're kind of a mid-carder, but you're still getting your push in NWO. And then, you know, at the end, everybody's in NWO. It's kind of a watered-down thing. What was your mindset as somebody well, involved almost from well, the beginning? Well, first, we, we got to clarify the word mid-carder. I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. No, 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 no. And I, I don't take it in disrespect at all, but I, but I am going to correct you. Um, the word Buff Bagwell and the word Mid Carter are are nowhere in the same sentence. Um, I was not a Mid Carter. I was I have been a Mid Carter, uh, but once I turned to from American Mills on, and as before Buff Bagwell, I was no longer a Mid Carter. I was Rookie of the Year. And tag team of the year in 91, 92. So you're not a mid Carter no more if you're if you are tag team of the year. So we've got to get rid of that mid Carter with these, with these comments. And, and if you want to keep calling me that, it, it doesn't bother me. It just it just it just to make it make sense. they Bob Bagwell was not a mid Carter. I don't mean that as somebody who's like not like not uh, at the top of their game. I just mean that as somebody literally who's most of the time was in the middle of the card towards the top, but never, yeah. not never, but, but not but, mainly yeah. in the main event. But that's not true either. It, it, I was in three quarters of the middle of the top. Uh, I was always, you know, semi-main or three out from me in main. We, we hated talking about. What match are you? Oh, I'm main. You know, I'm semi. We we didn't we hated that as wrestlers. We we didn't talk like that. What number are you? I'm number four. What number are you? I'm number three. What number are you? What, what, what number, how many matches we got tonight? Seven. What number are you? Uh, I'm seven. Wait, seven. What, what what number's up right now? Uh, three. So so middle of the card. Is is a little bit of a jab, um, not meaning that not not that, not that you mean to do it, and not that I give a fuck, but I do got to clarify that because middle of the card is it's exactly how it sounds, middle of the fucking card, and I was not middle of the card when Two Cold Scorpio and Buff Bagwell wrestled the Nasty Boys in Germany. We were not middle of the card. When when Tuco Scorpio and Buff Bagel wrestled pretty wonderful in Germany and in the States, they were not middle of the card. We were when we wrestled Clash of the Titans, Clash of the Champions, I mean, um, before there were even such thing as Nitro and all that. We were never, ever, 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 ever middle of the card. I've never wrestled any match, I don't think. I don't think I've ever, ever been considered middle of the card, ever in my life, ever. And that's something that people could argue about, possibly. That's something people could bring up and say, hey, yes, you were. And it'd be a discussion. But I, I'm letting you know, just so you know, that 
middle of the card is really kind of a jab. And not that you're doing it on purpose at all, because I'm so I'm so easy to work with, dude. I'm I'm so I'm so fucking laid back and cool. You ain't got to worry about nothing you say to me. Well, saying, obviously, if I call you a mid carter <laughs> by mistake, you're gonna get fucking pissed off. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say it nicely because I'm I'm a nice guy. But yeah, and I, I didn't mean it disrespectfully, man. I know you did. <laughs> I want you to know that middle of the card is is is, is a pretty hard statement to say. Uh, we we apologize for that, but moving on, I just. Yeah. I, I, I want to get past this and get to like more uh, questions. If you want to ask you, there's a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Please, please. And so, I'm, Vinny, before I'm, you, I'm, I'm grabbing a beer. So, no, no, yeah, sorry. Okay. I need to grab a beer. I don't have a guy like Vinny to get a beer for me. Send <laughs> them over. Send them on the plane over. Get your beer. Get your beer, brother. <laughs> so, so listen, we got one of the uh, you know one of our favorite matches we've talked about on a uh, previous podcast. Obviously, it's one of the ones I'm sure people ask you a lot of questions about. It was the Judy Bagwell on the forklift match, you versus Canyon. Which, what? by the way, I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm sorry to cut you off, Vinny. What? I don't know if your mother's still with us. If she's not, I, my condolences. If she is, please give her my love. I'm a huge fan of your mother. Um, I've said it multiple times in this show. Every time she was involved in a pay-per-view that she's on, I was a huge fan of your mother. So sorry to cut you off, Vinny. I just want to say that yeah, right off the bat. That, that means, that means and, she, and, she, and she's got she's that got what one or two WCW championships. Rick her and Rick Steiner, right? Well, I believe once or twice. Right. Which is if saying wrestling, a lot more than people. If wrestling, if wrestling was real, okay, and one hundred percent real, right now. My mother and Rick Steiner are the world tag team champions. <laughs> I am. I believe it. So what what decision did that come about? Who made that decision to incorporate your mom into WCW? Or was it because she was always around? Or is it just something that you maybe you brought into the idea? Like, hey, this is some, some angle I want to do with Canyon. Uh, she, was, she, was, she was never around ever. And Rick Steiner thought of it. Okay. Rick Steiner came up with the idea. I broke my neck in Columbia, South Carolina. And when I broke my neck in Columbia, South Carolina, we're going back to Columbia after me breaking my neck. When I was a baby face, when I broke it, we're going back as me being now a heel, you know, a year later. Right. And so they um, brought up, you know, hey, look, um, you know, um, you know, you know, let, let, let's get your mom involved. Let's 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 have her involved, and let's. You know, Rick, Rick came up with the whole idea, and Scotty fucking hated it. Because this is keep in mind, brother. There's no girls in wrestling at this stage. Right. We had no girl matches. Right. We had a few girl uh, inter interview guy, interview people, uh, a few girl valets, but we had no girl matches or anything. So Scotty was dead against it. He hated it. And me and Scotty were huge together at this stage. I was Scotty's tag team. I was his, I was his manager right. recovering from the broke neck. This was overalls, cover up, 
because I lost 50 pounds because the broke neck and I was trying to get back in shape to be, you know, competitive again. And um, so we get to Columbia, South Carolina and mom, my mom that ran a lumber company in the 70s and 80s as a woman with every mail truck driver, 208 men employees. And she is at the show, ready to cut her promo and do her thing. And I can tell she's getting weak. And I go, what the fuck? I go, mom, come on. You got to snap the fuck out, man. You got to come on. You got to snap out of here, baby girl. As I pull her to the side, I have a talk with her. I mean, nothing, man. The lights are on, but nobody's home. I mean, she's, it ain't happening. And so I get dead to talk to her, same thing. Nothing. I'm like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? So here comes our time, and I get her to the side. I go, look, you've got to be the fucking Judy Bagwell of fucking Southeast and building supply. The person that didn't have a pen in their pocket, they got fired on the spot. That Judy Bagwell. I need that Judy. So she she goes up and she goes um, to the apron and she was not supposed to get in the ring. And I said, how does it make you feel? Which, by the way, this statement was true. It was the truth, which hurt worse. But I, I didn't have, I had no other way to go to, to pull her out. I said, how does it make you feel that without me, you couldn't even fucking eat? Dang. Wow. And she climbed through the fucking ropes. That's my girl. I love her. Oh my God. Here she is. But at the same time, I'm going, yes. <laughs> but her first mistake was she walks over to Scotty and he breaks her wrist. Oh. <laughs> Literally, she puts her hand out like to go grabbing. He just grabs her and just breaks her fucking wrist. Right there. Damn. She no sold it. Damn. Comes to me and says, What are you doing? These people are, you know, did the baby face. These people are behind you and they love you and you're you're doing this and this. And I go, look, get out of my face, old lady. I said, Don't you worry about what I'm doing. This is what I do, you know. Well, she ended up like slapping me and grabbing me by the ear and dragging me all the way to the back. And for some reason, this is what got her over. This is the 100% what got her over. She threw me to the back and she turned around and raised her hands to the crowd. <laughs> and the crowd went fucking ballistic. That's awesome. So it was just, she was made, I mean, instantly over. I mean, over like Rover, bro. She was <laughs> over. 
She was over. So that's my worked. girl. I love I love Judy. Yeah, she's she's a trip, bro. She's a trip. <laughs> but I never quite understood the Judy bag on the pole match. Well, there's not yeah. a pole big enough in Vancouver to hold the battle axe, so they had to get the forklift according to Canyon. So I like that. I like that battle axe. I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> oh man. I wonder what kind of pole. I wonder what kind of pole we need to hold Canyon right now. <laughs> oh, 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 is that brutal? Oh no, I mean listen, we said some fucked up things on this show, but I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> you can you know what? I say shit you can't respond to. That's why I say it's so good. Because the bottom guard. My mind is a skeleton will hang from a pole a lot easier than my mom would. That I mean, is true. It is true. So you know <laughs> he's good in the canyon. Yeah, so um we can we can we can get get him on a pole easily with a fucking rope around his neck and a skeleton with a bunch of fucking um moss hanging from it than my mom hanging up there. So yeah, that makes sense. And, um, so, uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, and, and 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 to be honest with you, I'm a huge Chris Canyon fan. He's a great guy. Oh, sounds like it. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it really does, right? But, I'm but, but, but being for real, I am. I'm a huge Chris Canyon fan. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy working with him tremendously. He's a tremendous fucking worker. Um, he's one of the best workers I've ever worked ever. Um, he's a good guy. Um, he just had a bad ride with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the closet, you know, the in out closet thing. He just didn't know which way to go. And I get it. Um, um, I, I feel sorry for him and, 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 in a lot of ways and, and feel like, you know, he had a lot in front of him, but he just had so much on him with the, with the, with the closet gimmick and, and just, you know, just, I, I hate it for him. I hate anybody having to fight that kind of battle. Um, yeah. We had a little fun and joked a little bit, but 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 to be honest with you, that that's Chris, yeah. me and Chris, me and me and Chris were actually very tight. We were very close, and um, um, uh, he, he was a great guy. And uh, I just hate that what happened happened. And but but it just is what it is. I mean, uh, there's been. So many tragedies in this business. I've wrestled eighty plus dead guys now. We act, we actually while have while they were alive, right? Huh? You wrestled them while they were alive, right? Uh, uh let's see. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, had th- I, had th- I had to think about it to make sure. They, um, but all eighty, actually, all eighty plus were they were they were definitely alive before I wrestled them. But eighty plus dead guys now. So, so if you're not familiar with our our podcast, we actually aside from interviews, we do uh, old school pay per views and we talk about them and we poke fun at cer- certain things. And we actually have a dead wrestler bell for every time that there's somebody that's in the match that is no longer with us. We hit a bell and what was the record that we had? We had one that was like fifteen. Uh, I- it was like 15 or six. It was actually – I always thought WrestleMania 6 was the record, but it was actually one we did recently. Um, I, it might have been a WCW one, actually, that had about 15 or 16 dead wrestlers um, 
that you know you just, you're just listening you're like oh because it started because we were watching a royal rumble one of our first episodes i was like oh shit that guy's dead that guy's dead that guy so we just incorporated a bell so now going back to watch your matches after this interview we're just gonna have to sit there and hit the bell 80 times yeah, like every time every time you get in the ring we're gonna have to hit the fucking bell it's like oh shit bust in the ring with somebody this guy must be dead <laughs> maybe buff killed him that's fucking great. I swear to God. But just, but really, for real, think about that, bro. 80 fucking guys? 80 motherfuckers you wrestled that are dead now? Not 80 guys I knew. That don't count Jim Helwig. That don't count Owen Hart. That don't count Dusty Rose who hired me. That's fucking 80 guys I locked up with and wrestled, and it's 80 plus. That's I mean, fucked up, man. That really is. That's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like finding out a girl you had sex with died a couple years later. It's like, damn, I fucked her. She's dead now. Yeah, I fucked that bitch, and she's dead. Damn it. Damn, she, but she was a good piece, good piece of ass, though. <laughs> When she was alive, obviously. Well, well, hey, well, no. <laughs> keep in mind, it's according how according how dead she is. I, I hit oh. it still. I may still hit it. Who's that? Vinny, he was, talk, he was saying about all the dead wrestlers, and I said, "Well, it's like kind of fucking a girl, and then you find out she died. Well, you fucked her when she was alive, and Buff kind of went down a road I wasn't really ready to go down." I said, "Hey, I may hit it when she's dead." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Jelly goes a long ways, baby. Well, we're going to get into you. Yeah, we're going to get, yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're going to get into that. But I, I want to ask you a question that um, has been kind of controversial over the years. Like, what exactly is the story of you getting fired from WWE? Because according to Jim Ross, your Judy, your mother, who's a wonderful woman, called and, and I, I don't know, you had the sniffles or something. And she called you out of work, and then you got fired. What? And you refute that story, say it's not true. What exactly is the story? What's the real story? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start it this way because I think it always starts the best by saying it this way. Pretend like you're yourself, okay? Easy. And Done. you are two weeks into making the WWE. You wrestle Booker T with 25 stitches in your head, main event raw. Main event. 25 stitches in my head where Sugar Shane Helms hit me in the back of the head with a frozen water bottle ice, which he acts like. It wasn't frozen, which a frozen water bottle is a fucking brick. If you, if anybody knows about a frozen water bottle, yeah, I used to throw them at Iraqis when I was uh, in Iraq. I mean, wait, I don't know how I stood up. I don't know. I swear to God, it hit me so hard. To this day, I do not know how I stood up. But I mean, gushing blood, and all of the other guys looked at me like. Please don't tell the truth. Please don't tell the truth. So I lied. I said, I fell. And they said, you fell? I said, I, I, dude, I slipped coming out of the thing, and I fell, hit my head. 
you know, that's what happened, you know. And and I told him, and then once the once Johnny Ace and, and the other guy went off with Santana, I said, guys, y'all have already fucking text and emailed everybody you could get in touch with on what's really happened here. So oh Buck, because at that stage, Buck Bagel had a job. Buck Bagel 100 percent had a job at that stage. Mm-hmm. So we were like, I said, I was like, you know, bro, I said, you know, this this is stupid. We're, we're dumb to lie about this. But they just begged me, begged me to lie. So I lied. And I showed up at the next paper. I showed up that Monday night, me and Booker wrestled with 25 stitches in my head that I had my own doctor paid for. I had, I did not tell them about it. I had, I didn't want them to, I didn't want to cause any problems at all. So I went to my own doctor. I flew home and had my own doctor stitch me up stable me up and so when i wrestled booker t they had to get a sharpie and sharpie over the staples in the bald spot so you couldn't see the markings and then after that was on monday night thursday as it was wednesday I say it like this, this is the way I say it in every other podcast. There's only three witnesses, God, Jim Ross, and me. And Jim Ross says, Bagwell, hey, take off, let your head rest. We got big plans for you on Monday, and we just want you to take some time off. And just get settled. We're, we're proud of you for sticking it out for the pay-per-view, for, for, for the main event, being hurt. And, and we just, we got big plans for you on Monday. And so, of course, I go, okay, thanks. That gets switched around all the way to my mother called in to get me out of those shows. Now, why would I wrestle fucking Booker T in a main event on Raw and then get my mother my fucking you're trying to get a job at the WWF at the time still and you get your mother to call in that you're sick I mean come on bro I mean everybody I've been in this business for 33 years now. I mean, are you kidding me? Of course you don't do that. So do you you think it's a matter of someone in the WWF didn't like you and this was their way to get rid of you and then try to save face by trying to embarrass you? Is that like... Not somebody. One person. Jim Ross or... One of the the two? (laughs) I had to be Jim Ross. Okay. Now, and you worked you worked with him for a long time in WCW, and with great friends, right? But you great, think he didn't friends. want you in WWF at the, or WWE WWF at the time? 
now, 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 now I can't answer. I, I, I have no idea. I have no earthly idea except we were great friends. And, and we really thought, I, I really thought we were good. Except here's the only facts I got. His complaint on Steve Austin's podcast and on several podcasts he's done is he liked me and really, really, really liked me, but was just doing his job. Now, if he really, really liked me and was just doing his job, what would I have to really say? I got no say so. But if you, he I mean, likes, you're, yeah. he, he likes me and he was doing his job to fire me. So where would my heat be with Jim Ross? Yeah. Except if you pull up a DVD that I've got anytime you want to see it of him on a round table and he dogs me the fuck out. Legends of Wrestling on the, the, the network, or oh, the old network, it's on Peacock now, but I remember watching that. He drills the fuck out of me. So maybe maybe Jim why Ross would, is just a why snake. Would you, why would you drill me if 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 you like me? So right. there had to be something more to it than that. That has had to be. Speak, speaking you, Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. I was going to say, have you had any communication with Jim Ross since the incident? We we've hugged and made up. It's because it just got so old and just wouldn't get nowhere. And Stone Cold is the closest it had him. Stone Cold had him where he said, "I was just doing my job," and all Stone Cold had to do was say, "Well, Jim." Explain, explain this video right here, right? And show that roundtable, and he he wouldn't have known what to say. So nobody's ever asked him in the right way of of, of getting to the bottom of it, and so I I don't know, I don't know, except regardless. He acted like we were friends. He said we were friends, and then he and then he acts like we're not, and drills me. You know. So, so in essence, Jim Ross is uh, kind of seems a little two faced. I mean, I don't see no other way. I mean, uh, that's how I saw it. You know, that's how I saw it flat out. I mean, I just, of course. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to see it. I mean, when you fucking, when you fucking bury somebody like that and bring up a fucking lie, a fucking flat out lie, saying yeah. my mother called and me sick. My mother did never, my mother don't even know their fucking phone number. Hell, That's I don't even know his fucking phone number. Speaking, I'll find the number to call me up. Here's the catch I'm gonna fucking cancel three drop three house shows that are make it home each night, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do that 
It was Monday's pay-per-view, Monday's Nitro coming up in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to make a job. I'm trying to, I'm trying to survive and make it in the WWF. Mm-hmm. The last thing I need to do is call in sick to work. Much right. less have my mother call me. So he definitely 100%, no matter what comes out of this, he lied a hundred percent about my mother calling. Okay. Uh, so you, you say, Finny, go ahead. No, I was gonna, I was gonna transition to something else. Unless you got one more thing. I said, I, you know, I, I don't know, like, I don't know what. Obviously, you're the type of person that is saying he's lying. Me, as the type of, if if somebody cost me my livelihood, and they're lying about the reason why they cost it for me. And you, you're saying you made up with him, like you know, make up. You hugged him, and you kind of said, "Oh, squash it's an old story." I couldn't do that. How? How did you ever say to him, like, "What the fuck? You lied. I lost my life." I mean, because no offense, you haven't gotten to the level you were at in WCW since then. So how can you kind of like squash it and hug him? For mu- for months that happened over the internet. For months it was. To the point of it was on Stone Cold's podcast. Uh, but I said none of them did what my podcast did and showed with him saying, look, I, you know, you know, he's never had to rebuttal. He's never been contested to have to rebuttal to saying he was doing his job and he liked me to saying what he said on that round table. He's never but been how, how, to How can you look him in the eye when you said you hugged him and you kind of squashed it? How can you look him in the eye knowing he killed your livelihood at that point and, and give him a hug? I couldn't do that. Uh, I, I just, I was just, just nothing else was working. Nobody else was, nobody else was listening and, 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 and nobody else was buying it. So uh, I just decided to fucking just maybe squashing it would would make it better and just extend the olive branch or something like that. It, it wasn't getting nowhere, bro. It wasn't getting nowhere. It wasn't uh, getting nowhere. Me telling the, the truth, me telling it like it was, me knowing that he fucked me. There was no way to tell it another way, and I wasn't getting nowhere. So I finally decided to. Just say, look, let's let's um, you know, fuck it, let's just squash it and let it be gone, you know. Speak speaking of uh, people you don't get along with, uh, I wanted Ryan to ask this question, but he was watching a podcast uh, the other day, and a wrestler that you wrestled with, apparently, you guys have real heat, Ryan. If you want to, so uh, a friend of our a podcast that we're friends with, uh, chat, uh, chat. I'm gonna fuck up their name, chat. Pops and whatever the fuck their name is. It doesn't matter. Um, they're going to get so pissed out. I fucked up their name. Uh, Chat, Grapples, and Cheap Pops. They had uh, Kiwi, Alan Funk on. And Alan oh, Funk had some choice. What, what, what a fag. I don't even have... You know what? Let me top it off. What a cock-sucking fag. Oh my goodness. He's a cock-sucking fag. It had never been anything at WCW to save his life, but a piece of fucking shit. 
He got his face crushed in. His wife left him. And he's a piece of fucking shit. I called him a bitch right to his goddamn face. The most views he's ever had in his life on his podcast I believe it. was when he showed my video. So all the cocksucker did was be able to fucking show my video to get some views. Until then, all of his things had zero views. So, Quee Wee, you <laughs> bag motherfucker, you can suck my fucking dick. You can meet me at my fucking mailbox. I will beat your fucking brains out with one leg. You are a pussy. Can we quote you on this? Quote, quote, motherfucker. You were five feet away from me, and I called you a fucking bitch, and you (laughs) did nothing about it. You know why? Because you're a fucking bitch. Listen, when we watched a pay per view with him in it, I didn't even know that guy existed. Wait, wait. Vinny, Vinny, let him let him go. He's on a roll. Sorry. He's on sorry, a roll. Sorry. He's a slut gut fucking whore piece of fucking shit. He has never done nothing at WCW except play a fucking fag that sucks lollipops. What a fucking character you were. Oh boy. I guess the hey. Be waiting for that WWF Hall of Fame ring coming around the corner. <laughs> I sucked a lollipop like it was a cock. Hey, Rod, I think he's a, I think he's a hidden, hidden co-host of our show. The natural. Yeah, uh, so what, Buff, what you're saying uh, is that if you saw Queewee now, you wouldn't hug him and Unless you, like you, you, you want to get a lollipop sucked in your fucking ear. <laughs> Queewee would want to mouth hug you, I think, when uh, if you saw you. Like I said, real simple. If I called you a bitch, what are you going to do? I'm probably going to fight you. What are you going to do if I called you a bitch? Me? Um, I'm a bitch, so I'm just going to say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Regardless, <laughs> most guys get called a bitch or go to the <laughs> Most guys. Most guys. Okay. I, he yeah. said, we got to talk before you go to your car. I go, what about? And he goes, you know what about. I said, look, bro, you're a fucking bitch. And he unwrapped that blow pop and seductively put and it into a video. And the saddest part about it is, it's his highest rated views he's got is me. So it took me to create the most views on his own pathetic little podcast he's got. I mean, just imagine your fucking name tomorrow morning when you wake up, motherfucker. Just fucking imagine this. Your fucking name tomorrow morning is Quee Wee. <laughs> I would blow my fucking brain. <laughs> I swear to God, I would get a 357. And y'all can, I'll go back to y'all show, front face lock. And I'll put a gun right here. Jesus. And I will blow my fucking brains out a lot. Can we get you video. guarantee if you decide to blow your brains out, you'll do it on this show? 
Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, God. Guaranteed. I don't want that. Guaranteed. guaranteed. Please. We don't want you to do it. We don't want you to do it. But if no. you no, do no, it. No, I'm with you. But if I decide to, I will go to a slot. Why don't I will I will tell you to I will blow my fucking brains out if my name became Quee. Tell us Quee. I would love I would love to have I would love to petition a celebrity boxing match between you and Quee Wee. How awesome would that be? You'd never get him to do it. <laughs> never get him to do it. Never get him to do it. Maybe he'd just be looking at you, licking his lollipop, imagining what his career could have been. Well, for starters, somebody had to get him off his knees. <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. Now, if you if you ever do listen to this show, we have we have rumored, we have debated, we have questioned, we have other podcasts saying you talk about it too much. How the fuck did somebody like Disco Inferno, Hugh Morris, Mang, Brian Clark, who used to be our friend, how did they get on so many pay-per-views? Did they suck dick in the back? And if so, <laughs> they suck as much dick as Kiwi as you're saying. Because there's some reason well, Disco Inferno and all these guys are on every fucking pay-per-view. You in 98, 99, and, 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 and like, like Disco will Matt will fight in the opening match and then like three matches later. Well, this is the first time I've noticed that or I've been, I've been told that, so I don't know. I didn't know that to be honest with you. Um, um, but when I got the fag thing thrown on me, uh, at the very beginning, of course. We don't mean it in a sexual way, like it's gay thing or anything. We just mean what were they doing? Were they sucking dick like Eric Bischoff's dick well, in the back, saying we're not doing it like finish, a sexuality thing? Finish, I'll give you the answer. All right. Um, the answer is that if you're sucking, did did Disco win the match? Sometimes he does. Sometimes he does, but usually not. But usually not, right? Right. He's sucking the wrong dick. <laughs> because if I am going to suck a dick to get ahead in this business, I'm at least going to be a winner. I can't argue I'm with you. I'm going to suck a dick and I'm going to win the match. <laughs> Hey, you gotta aim high. Hey. <laughs> no, it's just called, you know what it is? It's just it's just logic. Right, you're you're right. Do you think I'm gonna I'm if I'm gonna have to suck a dick? I'm not I'm sucking the losing dick. So when I got it, when I finally got it on me of the, the fag and sucking dick and all that, I said, When was the last time you seen me win a match? And the, and the crowd that was on me at the time. At catering in Orlando, they said, um, God, you haven't. And I go, so do y'all really think I'm going to suck a dick and lose? I mean, I, 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 I I'm going to fucking win. <laughs> so to answer your question, he's sucking the wrong dick or he's just a fag. <laughs> or he's just really bad at it. Yeah. So, 
A little transition away from WCW and WWE for a while, and more on the subject. You happen to be on another venture in 2014. You're on a show on HBO, right? Called Gigolos. Showtime, I believe. Showtime, Showtime, that's right. Showtime, Gigolos. How did that all happen? Like, what what wound up? Was that something that just fell in your lap, uh, like, figuratively and literally? Or, like... How did something somebody from the casting agency see you in wrestling and approach you, or did you go out? How does how does it actually? It actually, it actually is, no, before you go any deeper, it's actually much more simple than that. Okay. Um, I I wrecked my Jeep in 2014 real bad, and I was in a coma, and my manager at the time wanted me out of wrestling he wanted me okay. to be done with wrestling and just 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 give it up and it's a trashy business and you know you can come work for my company and this and that so we we changed my number and he fucking dies oh he falls in his house hits his head and has and dies of a brain hematoma. Jesus. And I found him dead. I'm the one that found him dead. I'm the one that dialed 911. And the problem is, after that, we'd already changed my number. And six days after he died, I had the car wreck. So now people don't know, and promoters, they don't know how to get in touch with me because I changed my number. They don't know if I'm alive, if I'm dead, if I'm going to continue wrestling, if I'm not going to continue wrestling. They don't know. So, so then when all that happened, I called my manager and I said, Hey, bro, it's time. It's time to go all the fucking way out, no matter what it is. And he told me about this show on Showtime called American Gigolos. And on the American Gigolos, he finds this, 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 this show and they calls them up and of course they're like hell yeah that's we'd love to have buff bag on here you know which to this day was the best the highest rated show they ever had in five years well that, that's because they, they added your uh star power your name your name added you know had some tough star power to it absolutely and and so it worked and they were going to have a whole nother segment and have an Atlanta-based crew. I was going to run all the Atlanta gigolos. And a guy named Gavin was going to run the Las Vegas gigolos. And then we could, you know, intertwine, intermix or whatever, but have two, you know, stories going on in two different cities. Right. And so I signed a $240,000 contract and 
they cancel they cancel the show. Mm. So that did that in. But that but how that came about was nobody knew where I was. And it was time to let everybody know where I was and to, you know, to fucking um, at least let me know where I was at. And if you wanted to book me again, and it worked, it worked perfectly. It worked great. Who was the uh, most disgusting woman you had to fuck on Gigolos? uh, All I did one. All I did one episode. I mean, but I mean. There, did they did they air everything they filmed though, or is there something where it's like you show up at a house and you're like, oh, not doing that. Let's cut and let's go to somebody else's house. It was it was part of it was part. Of, was, uh, she worked for Showtime too. Like uh, oh, okay. so so it was all pre planned. So it wasn't like yeah. uh, you know you the girl, the, girl, the girl you saw me fucking that night. If you watch the video back, my dick's about that big. There's a turtleneck. I mean, turtleneck. I mean, there's a hundred cameras around. I'm nervous. So I got as close as I could to her doggy style and just, and just pretended like I was fucking her. And I swear to God, two of my best friends to this day, think I'm lying to them. And they don't know that just means that I'm a great actor on fucking, I guess. But, but I mean, really, Ryan, Ryan's watched the episode like 20 times and he, he couldn't tell the difference. Day. 20 times yeah, today. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess it did a hell of a job. I can tell you this. <laughs> I, wasn't, I was barely touching her pussy and wasn't so much even close to, to penetrating. <laughs> and then when I got to my and then when I got to the boss, I go, hey bro. I said, I'm so sorry I, I couldn't fuck her. He goes, You're not supposed to fuck her. And I go, Well, nobody told me they're, they're like wrestlers, or they're like a, a bunch of boys. Okay, a bunch of boys. Right? They go, they go, lane figured out itself, kind of thing, you know. And they go, um, well, he, uh, um, I, I said, I'm so sorry. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get hard. And he goes, you're not supposed to fuck her anyway. And there's a fine line with showtime and not fucking and. <laughs> X-rated, X-rated videotapes where you see the dick going in and all that oh. stuff. Yeah, the penetration. So, I don't know exactly the rules. I don't know the rules and all that, all that, and what the rules are and all that. But still, I wasn't even supposed to fuck her, so yep. what I did was perfect, and it was what it needed to be done. So you but, did your job. So for the rec- for the record, so for the record. You weren't at all ever a actual real gigolo male escort, none of that. It was all Hollywood. Um, no, I, I had like three or four things, three or four paid things where I spent the night and 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 uh, fucked the girl. Uh, but but 
and got paid, you know, got paid like, you know, 4,000 bucks for it. Holy shit. Damn, I'm going to have to go to the gym and be buff. <laughs> Cowboys, Cowboys, the number four angels is what you look at. If you look that up, it shows it shows your prices and it's like four hundred dollars for a date, um, uh, three or four thousand bucks for us for a spend the night, twenty thousand for a week, um, that kind no, of thing. So I could so, no, I could have no, I could have almost I could have almost spent the same amount of money to get you on the show that I could have had just for a date with you. Yes. Well, now, now I'm, I'm questioning my spending. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now if were these women more like Miss Hancock or were they like Abdullah the Butcher? Uh, I, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say in between, but I would say um, you not know, good sixes and sevens. Oh, that's not bad. No. No, it was definitely it wasn't, it wasn't embarrassing at all. Oh, okay. It was definitely it was definitely you know enough that you didn't feel stupid or look stupid. Oh, okay. It, well, it that's was, not. It was strong sixes and sevens. I think a six or a seven by buff standards would be like a eleven or twelve at by by my standards. There you go. So I got a question for you, buff. You, you, you know, over, over the years, you've had a few run-ins with the law. Um, obviously, a lot of traffic accidents. And, uh, Me? I don't want to say you, but you. Yeah. Have you ever just you considered taking lie. a... Have you ever just considered taking a fucking Uber somewhere? Like, maybe you don't have to drive everywhere. Well, the problem is, to be honest with you, there's only, like, one... There's only one, and this last one got confused to me. There were two, and it got all mixed up. But there's only been one or two cases that Uber was even around. They had the rest, taxi cabs. The rest, the rest, well, still, the rest are, are so much there wasn't no Uber. Uh, the rest were, you know, just, just. You, you just didn't, nobody nobody got a taxi cab back then, and I mean, and call a friend, like you know, something like, "Hey, I'm kind of fucked up." Like, I got a DUI. I'm not gonna badmouth you because you drove drunk. I I'm I have a DUI, but you know, after the first one, I kind of went, "I'm not gonna drive anymore." Well, I'm not, and I'm not shit talking to you. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you got fucking five of them with with none of them are alcohol? No, only alcohol, but I was twice over twice the legal limit. So that don't that don't count. That don't count. I've got five DUIs and none of them are alcohol. Maybe you should stop driving. I'm just saying, like I'm not saying, I'm just saying maybe like get a ride. You're missing you're missing the whole point. The whole point comes down to when it's not alcohol and you blow clean, then it's up to them. It's right, it's the it's a law enforcement officer's discretion at yes, that point. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, I understand. So, there was times that just like I'm talking to you right now, I got a DUI. And I was this sober, this fine, but they saw some pills in my pouch and 
I'm like, well, he's 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 under these he's under the influence. He's they're in his bag, and and I literally was signing autographs at the police station. So it wasn't like that, and that and believe it or not, it's what kept me out of so much trouble. Oh, I did 30 days for having five DUIs in 10 years. I did 30 days. That's the kind of story you can't even tell in jail. Right. Because nobody's going to believe you. So my point is, I did that because you, you don't think I wasn't fucked up. I knew I wasn't drunk. And, but when they pull you over, and they see those pills in your pouch, then they can they can do it on their own assessment. Right. They can do it on their own uh, opinion. And there was, I mean, I swear to God on my life, on my life, I hope I die tonight. On my life, I've been just like this right here and gotten DUIs before. That's crazy. And, um, but you were driving. And, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. Now, um, there were, there was instances though. I know there was recently, right, where you did crash. Is there like, I mean, I don't want to get into medical things, but there's a medical reasons why this is happening. I read on a Wikipedia that your first crash, where you know you had the neck brace, you broke your neck and stuff like that. There was a, a seizure issue. Is it something that that happened from when you were in the ring, or? Yeah, I, I had a seizure. Um, on the, the 2014 one, I had a right. seizure. And they, of course, as soon as they saw it, they gave me a DUI. And by the time of by the time it was over, I just had got out of rehab. And so my, 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 all my levels were, there was nothing in my toxicology re report at all. Right. Nothing wrong well at all. <clears throat> it was so that it dropped the, the DUI. Was the re the rehab is for prescription pills or pills or alcohol yeah. drugs but pills prescription pills because of pain like painkillers. Yeah. Okay. That's that, that's the, the question I, I was going to ask you, and and I I mean this sincerely, and I don't mean to sound like a dick. I mean I know the whole mid Carter thing really tipped you off, which I didn't mean. Um, no, 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 no. I, I'm not about that. I have a sincere question, and I, it's, I, I'm, I'm asking this genuinely, so don't think I'm asking it to be a dick, because it does kind of sound like a dick question. And uh, our friend at Terrible Wrestling takes that I'm being too professional. He obviously missed the whole dick sucking part. But um, so, I anyone who needs rehab obviously deserves to go to rehab and deserves to better themselves. And I know you had um, requested from W. WWE or, or, or reach about paying for your rehab, but in your words, you and I'm, I'm not quoting verbatim because I don't remember exactly what you said. You had said something along the lines of you want to further your career in AEW. So, were you expecting WWE to pay for your rehab so you can go to WWE, which to me is kind of like AEW. going to McDonald's College and then going to or AEW? What did I say? WWE, whatever the fuck I said, AEW. Um, it's like going to McDonald's College and then working for Burger King. I mean, you obviously want to go to rehab. You deserve to go to rehab. But did you approach WWE saying, like, I want to go to rehab so I can further my career in, w in AEW, like you said, on your podcast? And if it so, like, more, why, do you, why it, should WWE uh, pay? 
it was it was actually more like Kevin Nash called me up and and asked me, "Hey, let's let's won't you go to won't you go to rehab with um um." First of all, first of all, I'm not I'm not as bad off as 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 everybody thinks. That, okay. That's number one, and that's the truth. I'm just going by what your podcast. I watched the podcast that you said that, and that's all I'm going I, I, based off of. I, I, I heard you. I heard you. So let me answer it. Um, I'm just saying that I'm not near as bad off as everybody thinks. But as soon as I say that to your Kevin Nashes and your Dallas Pages and the guys that are that are super super great great friends of mine. I love them to death. I'm not sure where I'm at on their boat, but uh, I love those guys to death. Um, but they automatically think, you know, the boy that cried wolf and, you know, um, you know, but they, but it was all their idea. So, you know, the, the, the me going to, there, there's no, there's no thing in a in the WWE uh, program on you going to that program to come to their company. That's right. not what it's for. It's just to get your body clean. It's to get it's, it's to get your life straight. So to answer your question, if I did even say it that way, it it, it just meant. I know the WWE don't want a fucking thing to do with me and the AEW possibly does. And I think I got a better shot there and the WWE ain't got a fucking prayer there. Um, and they've got a, but they've also got a thing that right this second, as we speak, a lawyer has got our case and guess how many guys have ever been turned down for the WWE program. I'm going to say just you. Yeah, just you. Who knew? One motherfucker. I, and, and listen, there, ain't, there, ain't, there ain't something behind that. There ain't something. I, 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 I mean, no disrespect to this again, but you you were in you were in WWE for a cup of coffee, like you know, and you obviously need help. Like you know, you obviously want to go to rehab, and that's great. I, I everybody deserves to go if they need to, but you were you were only there for a brief period, and because in in your podcast, in your podcast, you. But what you're saying doesn't matter. That's still illegal. Do you know how many letters of how many of those letters I got? About a hundred. About a hundred of those letters. They came every week. But I didn't need it. I didn't. I, I was. I wasn't in trouble. I wasn't in a, a bind. I wasn't. I didn't have you know uh, any problems or anything. So it was fine. You know. And um, so it just, it just is what it is. And it just, they just, they said no to me because of the lawsuit I had was what Dallas told me they said. Uh, that was, the, that was a lawsuit that had to do with, uh, wasn't that the, was that the concussion issue? No, I, I wasn't nowhere near that one. That's, uh, that's <laughs> the fucking dumbass boys that fucking think they're going to hop on the concussion thing. 
I did this for a living and I took my own chances and did my own thing. This was me and Scott Levy alone had a had a had a um uh thing against Vince where you know how much they've showed me on the WWE network. That's right. It was about the royalties. Ten zillion fucking times. Right, yeah, absolutely. I've never been paid a penny for that. Yeah, that's crazy. Not a fucking penny. Not now, a dime. Now were you were you trademark did you trademark Buff Bagwell yourself or was that a WCW yes. owned entity? So Buff Bagwell is your trademark. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, so you should be able to be compensated for everything that uses your name uh, by law. Do, do, you, do you think? <laughs> I mean, we don't no fucking doubt. So we got a lawyer looking into it right now. It's just, it's just amazing that that they can show me as much times they want to show me, like they showed me on TV, and still did not give me one dime. I mean, fuck it, listen, bro. Not a fucking dime. Yeah, that's on the WWE Network, bro. Nothing, zero. And they showed me a lot. I would hear every town I went to, I'd hear, hey, I saw you and Two Cold Scorpio this weekend. I, I saw you last night with you and Stars and Stripes. I saw you. And, and I'm just saying to myself, and I've got zero money for it. Zero money. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, big man. I really do. Um, on on the the rawness of it, but it's not the facts. The facts are this program is for anybody that was at the WWE. And okay. I was there, and I'm the only person in the face of of the fucking world that got turned down. I call that word, I don't know about you motherfuckers, but I call that discrimination. No, I agree. I mean, there's some kind of discrimination there when you fucking say no to the only motherfucker alive that's asking for help to the point where Dallas Page was beside itself. He was like, I can't fucking believe it. And there's nothing that those guys can do. You know, Kevin Nash is on the Legends, you know, contract. Uh, I don't know about Diamond Dallas, if he's still working with them or not. But there's nothing that they could do, uh, strings they could pull uh, to reach out and, like, get that ball moving. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how it works. So, I, I, And I'm not sure either. I just kind of just it, just – it just was – everybody was so overwhelmed – that they said no to me that they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. They just, they just were like, oh, my God, you, you, they actually said no to you. Wow. You, you got to be fucking kidding me. You, you, you got to be fucking kidding me. So now let's, let's just say that, you you know, they do accept you or you do get the help that you're looking for. And you do get signed by AEW. Now, I'm personally not a fan of AEW. Vinny has watched it a little bit more. Uh, my personal thought on AEW is they're kind of turning into what WCW 
the downfall of what WCW became as far as signing older wrestlers and and uh, past or prime wrestlers. Not saying that's you, but where do you think your role in AEW would be if they signed you? I, I mean, could you do you think you could be an active wrestler against some of their younger roster? Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's just I fit in somewhere. I mean, when I turn it on, I see Jake the Snake Roberts, which I'm a huge fan of. But I see him coming out. I see Tully Blanchard. Yeah. I see. That's these- that's that's the WCW thing that I say is their downfall. But- right, right. But I'm saying, obviously, they they see power in that. And there's power in that. Then there's there's power in Buff Bagwell. So what, like specifically, I think. Well, first I want to ask, what kind of wrestling shape are you in? I noticed the crutches in the background. I, I don't know if that's yeah, yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you? If, if you want to explain, if, are those yours? Is there something that happens? An no, injury? They're, they're mine. They're mine. I I still walk. Um, like in the mornings and late at night, I do need them. A okay. Bit. For your knees but, or something. Um, but I did. I just had a. I just had my last surgery. Okay. Uh, which is called a manipulation surgery. So uh, I went from no crutches at all for about three weeks, and then had this manipulation surgery, and it 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 um, it was pretty deep. Um, they, they 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 put you under, and they bend your knee in every direction, you know, to get it going again. And um, so I, out of that, of course, comes, you know, some pain and a little bit right. of Olympia. Yeah. So mornings and late, um, I, I have a little trouble getting around. Um, you know, um, I, I mean, I can get around, but it's, it's, it's slow to hobble around. I can just, you know, walk faster with the crutches. Right. And, um, so about going to physical therapy, and, and like I said, I'm probably – I'm probably three or four months out from being 100. percent Okay, uh, where I can wrestle a match. You know? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Right. Yeah. So, but, it, would you be looking for a active wrestling role, or would you want like a hybrid? What you had valet slash wrestle? I'm not valet, but I think, I think the, I think the valet type thing, and and it's is what I'd like to be, and and okay. be able to, I'd like to be able to tell people how to do take take their take their positions and what they're doing and and say look if you do this this and this it'd be a lot cooler you know like a backstage uh, and, leader yeah. almost yeah yeah you know, like 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 a, like a, like an agent you know an agent that helps them out and or a coach or whatever yeah. you know but you know some even at the coach is what I'd love to be I love now- to be a coach now, let me ask you this question, and this goes back to something we talked about earlier. Jim Ross works for AEW. He obvi- you obviously think he has an issue with you. You yeah, know, so do you that, think that's he? My problem. My, that's my problem is every everybody I've I got a problem with is now in in in, in position of power of power. You know where now, I thought. You know, now, so why I, not go to like a Ring of Honor or well, Ring, yeah, of Ring of Honor? Honor. Yeah, they just kind of disbanded, but like a, like an Impact Wrestling or an NWA with Billy Corgan, like why not try to go to one of them and build that brand up as one of your own? Like, oh, this is my creation. I helped build this. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's, that's a good idea. 
I mean, I'm just, right. I'm just really trying to let the cards fall where they may right now and get back ready. And so I'm, I'm able to. <clears throat> so right now, it's all about me just physically getting back right. Do you, now, I, I know that you had, uh, I believe, Lex Luger on your podcast uh, maybe last week, a couple of weeks ago, I believe, if I'm mistaken. Um, you were in the tag team with him, right? Totally buff. Yeah. It seems like you were very good friends with Lex Luger. Are you, do you still remain good friends with him? Are there yeah, people that, that are that are there people that you have always been by your side since your WCW days? Or we've talked to other wrestlers where kind of like Justin Credible says he doesn't really talk to many people from ECW. PN News says he doesn't really talk to a lot of people from WCW. Do you still have close relationships with wrestlers? Or yeah, I still do. I still okay. do. Yeah, I still have, I still have several close relationships with, with several wrestlers, Sting, Luger, Steiners. Um, you know, uh, there's a bunch I still have you know, good, good relationships with. All right. It's like high school. It's like high school. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, hey, we're going to stay in touch forever. And All right. two months later, you know, so-and-so is pregnant and they're gone and, uh, you, you know the, the guys moved away, and it, so it's 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 hard. But but I do I do keep a pretty good report with with friendships with wrestling. Now, now excuse me. Uh, one of my favorite questions, the one of my favorite questions to ask everybody we have on this show is, you know, you're always going to be asked the question, "What was your dream match? What did you love wrestling?" What I want to, we don't like gossip on the show, but we like dirt. And yeah. I want to know who you fucking hated. Like, who's the person that you looked on the, the whiteboard or whatever it was, and you saw your name versus XYZ? Who did you fucking hate getting in the ring with? Besides Kiwi. Besides yeah. Kiwi, obviously. Never, never, never wrestling. But I don't think he wrestled the match. Yeah. Yeah. I had to pull my pants down to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Let's see. Uh, you know, God, man, it's 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 WCW was a family, bro. That we really were. It was there wasn't much heat with WCW because everybody knew Mark Bagwell. They knew Mark. See, at WWF, they knew Buff Bagwell computer. Yeah, they didn't know Marcus Bagwell in person. Right. They knew all the drama that Buff Bagwell drawed to the crowd. Right. They bought they bought your gimmick and not who you were personally. Yes. So that's why that didn't work. Now what about like so what about so there was I've no heard, I've heard Goldberg is uh someone that's rough to work with. Like what did you have an issue working with him or I mean, I've heard he's been pretty stiff. There's a lot of times it just—he's oh, a fucking maniac. I love him to death, but he's just—he's just stiff to the point where we go like, "Look, Bill, we got to do this shit again next week, bro." <laughs> you know, I mean, you got you got to ease up. But then again, he didn't know he couldn't do that. He couldn't ease up. Yeah. Is he there is kidding. there anybody you got in the? Is there anybody you've ever gotten in the ring with that you've had to go in the back, like backstage, and be like, besides Goldberg, obviously, where uh, we had to be like, dude, come on, like, you know, we're doing this six times a week. Yeah, you almost hurt me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Bill's about it. Um, um, he just he just didn't know how to like if he threw a working punch, it looked like this. Okay, so he had to throw a shoot punch so, at. So we had to go look. You just be your fucking self, and and we as good workers, self. we will we will fucking take take the you know the punch the best we can. And take the spear the best she can without hurting herself and just but he came wide open at everything and it was up to you to defend yourself now you were with till the end obviously and um i mean myself and Vinny, obviously being lifelong wrestling fans we watched that night where shane mcmahon came out on nitro vince came out on raw it's a legendary night so it's classic um did the people WCW know that Shane that that angle was happening that Shane was going to come out at, and it, they were going to work an angle with you guys or was it like oh Vince bought us and how are they going to do this how are they going to inter- integrate us with them what was your feeling like when Vince or when a Shane came out on Nitro that night well let's back up and go what was my feeling like when we pulled up and saw the WWF trucks yeah, it must be like, fuck. There was trucks out there when you got there. Yeah, no shit. So, oh, no, I'm saying, asking, I'm asking, I'm asking. It goes way, yes, yes. To answer your question, yes, they were. And so it goes way beyond what you're saying. I mean, two hours before what you're saying, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what's supposed to going on. And, and it just, it just got uglier and uglier. No, I'm doing no one knew anything. No one had any inkling. Well, I'm with 10 of the smartest guys in the business, and none of them knew. And we all split off to our people that we know that would tell us what we needed to know. And um, it was just it was just an ugly sight, man. I mean... It was, it was depressing. It was ugly. It was, he had a meeting that was about two minutes long saying, Hey, we've got, um, we've got, we're going to keep some people. We're going to fire some people. We're going to keep some reps. We're going to fire some reps. We're going to keep some staff. We're going to fire some staff. Good luck. And, we now own the business. That's, that's, that's what Shane, Shane had this meeting? Yep. As long and, as it was. There's no longer than that. And, and, that, and that's what's crazy about it is we, when, like I said, we talked to uh, Justin Credible on ECW. When they got bought out, he they were had inklings that they were going to be bought out by WWF. And they kept asking um, uh, Paul Heyman, hey, are we getting bought out? Are we getting, He's like, no, we're not. You know, I don't know what's happening. And then they get bought out and Paul Heyman has a job and he kind of lied to everybody. So I didn't know if that was the case when it came to Bischoff, maybe he knew and didn't tell nobody. No, no, no. In our case, it was supposed to be Bischoff that was going to buy the company because Bischoff didn't go to work for Vince for a while. Oh, that's right. It was Ted Turner, Ted Turner and, yeah, so you know he, he didn't go to he didn't go to events for a while. So that was a that was a shoot. That was a hundred percent shoot. Okay. Um, 
on what happened with them and and just not knowing you know what what to do and 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 just the companies just were both just kind of lost and and didn't know what to do i mean like we were in the we were in the room and then of all things we wasn't even on the the first card yeah and then they mentioned my name out of the out of five names vince did and i got the second biggest pop so if you watch that batch back where vince names five names to save wcw Saved against the WWF. I'm one of the five, and I got the second biggest pop. Definitely. Now, Shane McMahon walks in, gives us gives a speech. As everyone say, he walks out, gives his two minute speech. Is everyone sitting there and saying, "I don't want to work for this fucking clown"? Like, kid, you know, no, I mean, everybody, everybody was everybody was digging and reaching and being quiet and not saying nothing because nobody knew for the future and their job and their history. Yeah. Right, right, right. So everybody was just hanging on for dear life, you know. I mean, if, if Ryan, if you want to ask Ryan, uh, I am not the biggest Vince McMahon fan in the world. So I believe that every, one of us everything, really are. Everything that he touches lately has turned to shit. Uh, you know, it. I do believe that he has his, um, I don't want to say his boys, but he has his idea of what he thinks is going to work, and he's right, been following. Right. He's been following that recipe since the '80s, and the recipe changes, right? Yeah. To the recipe changes to the viewer, and to Vince McMahon, the recipe never changes. So now, when you're you're coming, and it's the NWO, Vince McMahon didn't build the NWO, right? WCW built the NWO. Right. He feels a certain kind of way now. Well, fuck the NWO. I'm going to take those guys and I'm going to smash them. I'm going to bury them, and, and and that's going to be it. I'm going to take them. I'm going to make them think that we're going to play nice, and I'm going to fucking bury them. And, and that's how I feel that he is. That's exactly how he is. And that's exactly what he did to us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. I've seen it with... I've seen it with... ECW talent. I've seen him with WCW talent, and I've seen him now with NXT talent. He does it constantly. Where if Vince McMahon didn't create the product, Vince McMahon doesn't like the product. He doesn't push the product. Exactly. You're right. That's exactly what he did. And you know, he beat. You know, he, he beat me. He beat Dallas. He beat all of us and sent us Steiner, even Scott Steiner. He put him in a main event to wrestle Triple H for the belt, and he had him buried every time. So this is the, the beef that I have. I've talked to this about with Ryan. He fights Triple H in, in main events, and he does nothing but suplexes. Everyone boos. Scott Steiner says all he's doing is suplexes. He sucks. Fuck him. Meanwhile, you got Brock Lesnar now that all he does is suplexes, and everyone fucking loves him, and he's a champ every other day. It makes yeah. no sense. You know? It's just, it's just, it's just a tough business, man. It really is. It's a really tough business, bro. It's a, now, it's me, hard. To make, it's hard to make it in this business, and it's really tough. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question, and this is probably going to be one of my final questions because I, you know, we've, you're, mm. you've been, you, we'll get we'll get to how good you've been because I know you want to know. Um, 
if you were in your prime, this is uh you know nineteen. Uh, I, I don't uh, care uh, what. Uh, you, uh, already did though. If you were, if you were, you know, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, you know, uh, American Males Marcus Bagwell or Buff Bagwell, any era of your prime, who today in WWE? Because I don't give a shit about AEW. I'm not a fan. In WWE, who today is Marcus Alexander Buff Bagwell? Who's the guy that you want to go one on one with? One on one with. Yes, like who's the guy that you say that's the fucking guy that I'm, I'm going to start a feud with? I'm going to have a great matches with. That's him, Randy or Orton. her? I don't know. Randy, Randy really? Interesting. Randy Why Orton Randy Orton? Uh, he just reminds me of me, and he's cocky. He's got a good body. He's he's a little bit older. Um, um, not my age, but he's a little bit older. And I just think I could do some good stuff with Randy Orton. Any any of the younger talent at all? Or just like, you know, like Randy's a good choice, obviously. I think you guys could have a good match. Is there anybody that's like a newer talent that maybe you wouldn't be interested in? No, I mean, I mean, I have to think, but I, not really. I mean, because I don't see too many guys that come out that people stand up for. You know, and when, when I, when we used to come out, the entire crowd stood up, you know, on the stars. And you don't see like a Finn Balor or a, a Shinsuke or anybody like that too. That the crowd does, you know, sing along to their theme song and get and get pumped when they yeah. come out. There's a couple like that, but I mean, Randy Orton would be my pick. If, if see, if I could pick personally, I think that if there was to be a tag team or for you to manage somebody. That your personalities would work together would be like a Dolph Ziggler to me, yeah. or now, or now an Austin yeah, Theory. I, I like him too. I think he's good too. I like him too. And yeah. the, the Morrison kid, yeah, same, or even like the mid, same, like the cocky attitude, the you know, uh, the character, yeah, the character, you know, the over the top, just look at me, uh, I'm the shit, and you know, you're gonna take. That's how yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Can we work on getting a, a stable created in WWE? And I, I, you know, I don't have a lot of connections. I have a couple. Um, a stable created that's run, like, you know, Jake the Snake runs his stable and Taz runs his stable in AEW. I want to get you a stable in WWE. It's you as the main guy. And you have Austin Theory, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and uh, who else did you say? The, John, John Morrison and The Miz. And we call it like buffs stuff or something stupid like that. I don't know. Um, but you're the main guy. You're you come out. You cut the promo. You do. I I'm love buff it. and I'm the and the one guy in the crowd goes the stuff and you're, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. And, the, and, one dude, the one dude. Yeah, and you and, and you gotta go. <laughs> it was we, Vinny, we, by we the way. To, that was Vinny that said that. Yeah, we right. had to, we had to ask a question. That somebody, uh, terrible wrestling takes, uh, Bishop wanted us to ask the swim move, right? This that you this, come out this. with. Yes. Did you just one day you're like, I'm just gonna do some ridiculous dance, or is it something I, that you, I you one want? day just did a ridiculous dance? When I got to the back, the entire all the boys were like, "That's it." That's <laughs> Whatever that's the move. 
whatever you just did, that's, I said, what, what did I do? And they said, you did some kind of crazy ass dance and, <laughs> and, and, and this and that, and, da, 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 da. and, and I, I had to actually yeah. watch the tape back to figure out what it was and figure out what it was. And, so do, we, the, and do the, we process. were joking. We were joking that when you were picking out your wardrobe, when you turned it to buff Bagwell, that you were swimming through the wardrobe, the racks of the wardrobe. And that's how you came up with that dance. <laughs> or, or kind of looks like you were like imitating the, the Jeff Jarrett slash Ric Flair. Strut, oh, and you're like, I can't quite get it right. And, <laughs> well, anyway, but that's that's that. It's a memorable thing, though, that people will like. Oh, oh, oh every, every every time I see a fan, they go into that fucking dance. You know, it's called. It's actually called the Buff Strut. You know, there you go. No, Vinny. Vinny can not only do the Buff Strut; he can do the pose as well. Yeah. Perfectly. You gotta, you gotta finish it off. And see, and the bigger and the bigger it is. Uh, oh, you got to get the big arms, and then you. And, 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 and then remember, I'd always go. Oh, yeah, it started like this, and then it went up. Oh. Yeah, I'd rock it. I'd rock it. I'd rock it. <laughs> go. Woo! You know. So. Boom. Buff. Hey. Buff. This this has been one of my favorite interviews, if not my hey, favorite I, interview so far. I it, absolutely loved it. I think we we've hit on a multitude of topics from wrestling to the gigolos thing, to the hate for Kiwi and how he sucks the most amount of dick in WCW history. And now we know, now we know how now much know sucks for certain. but listen, we would love to thank you. It was an amazing time. There was, there was moments where, you know, there was a little bit of heat and, and but you know, we appreciate every an question that you answered. Oh, and I, I, and I, I had an absolute blast, and and with me, bro, I'm I'm so easygoing. There's nothing you can ask me that is going to make me mad or upset. I, I talk to you about all of it. I I just I'm that kind of guy. Uh, you know, even through all the stuff you guys have heard, and and you guys have y'all both going to hang up and go. God, back was really a cool guy, you know. I mean, fuck. I mean, no, he was, listen, I agree. I'm saying I mean, it here. I'm saying I, there's, no, there's no doubt you guys are going to hang up and have a different <laughs> opinion of Buff Bagwell now. And, I will only and, have a different opinion of Buff Bagwell if you do one thing for us. Okay, what? <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm Eric Bischoff. You say I, I want to do a promo. I'm saying. Give me 30 seconds. Cut me a front face lock podcast promo as Buff Bagwell right now. Front face lock? Give us a get, cut cut us a promo as Buff Bagwell. You're going to the WCW ring, and they, but Bischoff says you got 30 seconds. Cut a promo for front face lock podcast. I'm buff, I'm the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough. And there's this company out there called the Front. Face lock. Well, let me tell you something, front face lock. You've got no earthly idea what it's like to have a star on your show named Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell is what created the front face lock. Buff Bagwell is who is front face lock. 
anybody you've ever had on your show. You've never had this kind of opportunity to answer this kind of questions and get this kind of answers like you've gotten tonight from Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell tells it how it is, and Buff Bagwell tells it like it always is and always will be. And Front Face Lock can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass. <laughs> can, hey, can Rick, we got a too sweet from you. And too sweet. NWO, black and white, or red and black, for the record. Boom. I like it. Boom. <laughs> who is nice. red, and, red and black or black and white? Who is your who's your pick? <sighs> I gotta go black and white, man. It's just the original. That's right. Sounds good. Hey, Buff, it was great having you. You're awesome. Hey guys, I love you guys so much, and thanks for being so cool. And y'all hey. had great questions. And be, be, before before we leave, though, let everybody know where they can find you, maybe on social media or what you're doing. On Twitter, on Twitter, it's, it's Mark Buff Bagwell on Twitter. It's Marcus Buff Bagwell on everything else. That's Marcus Buff Bagwell's on Marcus Buff Bagwell.com is my website. Marcus Buff Bagwell is my, um, is my, um, um, uh, Facebook, Marcus Buff Bagel is my Instagram, but for some reason Twitter wouldn't allow that many letters. That's why it's Mark Buff Bagwell on that. But if you go okay. to MarcusBuffBagwell.com, it will get you to anywhere you want to go into my world of Instagram, social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook. All that stuff. It'll take you to all of it. So go to MarcusBuffBagwell.com. Nice. You selling any merchandise anywhere or on the website? It's all over. It's all over MarcusBuffBagwell.com. I've got every single 8x10 for sale on there that I've ever taken. There's like there's like 58x10s on there. Okay. There's, we there's, want shirts. Got, we want shirts. I got shirts coming up now. Um, I've got um, a lot of... Um, I got one that says, I will beat your fucking brains out. Nice. I want because that I always, one. I, w- I always say that. And I will send you money. I always say Buff. that. I always tell people, I go, look, I say, you fuck with me, I'll beat your fucking brains out. Buff, I will send you money on Venmo. You send me that <laughs> shirt. Give me two X because I'm a fat guy, bitch. Um, but, but let me if ask you a question for me. our like three or four or three or four female listeners, can they still hire you as a gigolo? Uh, yes, they can. Let them know. Hey, if you're, ever in New Jersey, if you're ever in New Jersey, let us know. We'll come check you out. Hang out and do, you know. Hey, dude, absolutely. No, dude. Remember we'll we'll get a ride, though. We're, you're not driving anywhere, though. No. No, yeah, we're over that shit. I called my dad and I said... I'm getting my license back, and my dad goes, son, you're never fucking driving again. <laughs> and I go, well, I'm just telling you, they called me and told me I can get my license. He goes, son, no. you're not getting your fucking license back. I went down, got my license, took the picture, and came home and showed my dad, and he went, fuck, I, I just don't fucking get it. 
<laughs> Why they would ever let you drive again? Is your is your mother still alive? She is, but she's going through a real hard case of dementia. So she's not. Oh, okay. uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, but please tell her Ryan from the Front Face Live podcast is a diehard fan of hers. And and the shirt that she wore when she came out at uh, one as it was Bash at the Beach, where she had your picture and somebody else's picture. I, I we used it for one of her episodes. We photoshopped our face on her boobs because you know that was where the faces were. Um, tell her I'm going to get that shirt photoshopped in her honor. I love her very much. I'm a huge fan. Oh, dude, that's, that's that'll make her day. And thank you so much for being so cool, man. Both of you guys are just thank amazing. you. Man, I, I love this for you again. Just let me know. We'll do it again, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely hook absolutely. up again in the future. Do some hey, call hey, some hey, more hey. shit, call some more drama. We'll we'll have you right back the next day. Oh, dude, you know me. Just give me a <laughs> hey, listen. As soon as we hang up, something's gonna happen. <laughs> so we'll take have care. You, we'll have you on next week, I guess. <laughs> take take care yeah, of yourself. Right. Let us let us know how the rehab goes with the uh the knee and let us know uh you know when you're gonna be getting back in the ring. Or doing any appearances, let us know definitely, and we'll plug it. I definitely will. You guys were absolutely superb. You had great questions, and y'all were great on your behalves. And you know, Vinny and is it Ryan? Yep. Yes, it's yep. Ryan. Vinny and Ryan. No one has been talking to you for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know, but still, I just couldn't see that. So I said, I don't want to fuck up your name. I thought maybe Brian. You don't fuck fucking save my number in your phone. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not good at that. I'm really not, um, That's why you're a uh, mid Carter buff. <laughs> you know what? You know what? That was a good line, by the way. But to be honest, to be honest with you, save his you, number. Listen, save his number on their fucking Kiwi Part well, Two well, to show you. <laughs> to show you, can you see that you're at the top of the list right there? I fucking better be at the top of the list. <laughs> can, you see, can you really see it, honestly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see it. Yeah, yes. so right there, Ryan Podcast. Nice. So awesome. your last name is Podcast. <laughs> that, that's all that you need to know. Hey, baby, that's it. I love you guys right, so nice. much. You guys, are, you guys are spectacular. Thank you, too. Go Georgia Bulldogs. Awesome having you. Hey, guys, thank you guys so much. All right, Too take sweet. it easy. Have a great night. Give us one. Get, give us one. Boom. And boom. Awesome. Nice. All right, guys. All right. Take it easy. Have a good Love night. Love you, man. Love, Love you guys.